Welcome back to the Where's Your Head At Hotline, our weekly show where we catch up with each other and connect with you all on our hotline voicemail. We want to hear from you guys, so please send your stories, questions, advice, or tea to Where's Your Head At Pod at gmail.com to be featured on one of our episodes. I'm Anna. And I'm Matt. Let's jump in. Hey, Matt. Hello, Anna, and welcome back to another Hotline episode. Yeah. I just wanted to kick off by saying just a big thank you to yourself and everyone from um, last week's episode. Obviously, I um, opened up a lot about my relationship with Jen and where we're at and my situation that I have and I feel like I'm just so privileged and lucky to have the community that we have we call us the where's your head at fam and look I see everyone's messages I'm sorry I can't get back to all of them but I try to reply to as many as possible yeah but um I just yeah it look it overwhelms me with the support I get from everyone and um I thank you I appreciate it do you feel like it makes you feel a little bit less alone yeah, definitely. Um, that people are like hearing, and I hear a lot of people, like a lot of people send me messages about how I know I received one that said that she works in IVF, and like people are hearing my story, and like it's it's changing people and that. And like, look, I look, I write no stretch of the imagination jumped on here when I first said my story and thought that I was gonna like, you know, people were gonna like listen to it and. You almost like take support in it. I just thought I'd come on here and tell my story and what I do. You know what I mean? What like, you were going what through. What I was going yeah. through. So like to hear that people are benefiting, are benefiting from it. Yeah, is amazing. Like I know that I um, have had a lot of messages of people saying that they forward the pe- the episode to people that they know who are struggling. Who yeah, are struggling, and that's like really touching to know that. I also got a lot of messages, surprisingly, from people talking about their own personal struggles with infertility and I they probably messaged you as well because I know that you were kind of flooded but people messaged me saying they're kind of like going through their IVF struggles now someone said that they had only just found out and that episode dropped Mm -hmm. the same day they found out and it was very comforting so we're all very proud of you you're such a great kind of spokesperson for infertility and I think a lot of people do see you as the face of it as we've said before thanks I mean it's something that like I don't think many guys talk about that they're infertile and that sort of stuff I think it's very not taboo but like I think men might find it embarrassing or might be ashamed of it so and what better person than you the guy who's (laughs) you know you're like an open book and that's what we love about you so it's it's great that you're able to kind of speak for those people. Yeah. Well, I'd, again, I'd like to thank everyone for their support. It truly yeah. means a lot. Okay. So, how's your weekend or your week been, Anna, since we last caught up? Well, I I don't know if I've even told the podcast this, but I got my marina removed. Oh, uh, yes. You were talking um, about this. I know I'd spoken a little bit about it. Like, I was kind of contemplating it. I had an appointment set up. Then I thought I had COVID, so I cancelled my appointment. <laughs> and there was all this, like, random – this random stuff that happened where it didn't work out. But it is finally out. So, how was that? Just one yank? <laughs> one big tug and it's out? <laughs> It was like, you know, lie on the bed and then she was like, okay, you're going to cough in three, two, one. And I coughed like a (laughs) – no, it was the worst one. I was like (coughs) – and then she like pulled. And luckily (laughs) – Luckily it came out because my hairdresser, Madison, who I'm great friends with, she was like, I'm so glad yours pulled out because when they gave mine the tug (laughs) – come oh, out ouch, so easily ouchy. it got stuck oh doesn't that make your like insides just like want to curl up like that is stuck on 
the walls. <laughs> Ouch. Not fun. I'm so glad she didn't tell me that story before oh, I went, went in. in. Yeah, nice. But yeah, I found it super easy to get removed. Like obviously I felt super nauseous and a bit unwell after it, but that's pretty normal. And also like as long as it wasn't getting stuck on the way out, I'm, I'm good with a bit of nausea to yeah. be honest. But since I've got it taken out, I've been feeling a little bit down in the dumps. I, I can't lie about it. Like yeah. it's been – pretty hard and I've been getting all of these random symptoms like I've been feeling super nauseous like most mornings to the point where I was like fuck am I pregnant I was about to say you've just got your marina (laughs) out and then you're feeling nauseous in the morning well sperm lasts for five days in the vagina you know that right no, I so didn't. like you know, I was kind of like, "Well, fuck!" <laughs> was the last time we had sex, well, if I'm you pull sure it out five days later, there could still be one living there but from five days it earlier. Out, though, couldn't, wouldn't it clean out the? <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that. I don't know how it works. To be fair, <laughs> I'm just thinking about. Isn't it just a one-way street? I just like – it's so weird talking about my vagina with Matt, but you know what? Here we are. I know. Well, it's, we're not talking about – we're not sexualizing. It's more a medical way. It's a medical <laughs> – we're having, we're having a medical chit-chat. <laughs> a medical chit-chat about it. So, so, anyway, I've been feeling really down in the dumps and I've been having all of these symptoms. And obviously, when you get the marina taken out, you know, it's filled with hormones – and then you get it put out and obviously there's going to be a dip in your hormones yeah. and there's going to be a bit of a hormonal imbalance. But after doing a bit of research, I found out that there's this thing called the marina crash, which I've heard no one talk about, like ever, not ever. And I do a lot of marina research. Yeah. <laughs> like my algorithm is very marina based and I've never All heard of... TikToks. Yeah, like I've never heard of the marina crash. And basically, in a short version, it's when you get the marina... So, it lasts for five years, as you know. Yeah. When you get it taken out earlier. So, I've only had it in for a year and a half. When you get it taken out earlier, then you do have like a full-blown crash and you experience some symptoms like depression. Is that because the hormones aren't... They've gone really spiked up and then... And then they've really... Really crashed down. uh, Yeah. Oh, I could imagine that would... Yeah. So I'm like, I've been on the verge of tears. Like, poor Michael's been, he's been living in a, in a thunderstorm madhouse. Like, we, even to the point where, like, we were going to Michael's parents' house for a family barbecue and we were two hours late because I was so nauseous that I was like, I need to be close to a toilet. Like, I feel like I could vomit. What sort of, like, what is kicking on the nausea? Nothing, just general. Just just nothing. That sucks. Randomly, I've taken vitamin C twice and I feel like after the vitamin C, <laughs> it's got worse. Because, I don't know. Oh, that could make sense. Though. That's like acidic. In your it is stomach, acidic. And it would like. I'm impressed that you knew that, Matt. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm about my vitamins. He knows, you know, he knows his I know, vitamins. I take like 20 a night and 20 <laughs> in the morning. I know my vitamins. You need to give us some more vitamin chat. I like I vitamin chat. I could literally. <laughs> give you my list of vitamins that I take every night. Health is wealth. Health is wealth. I do love that saying and it's Mm. very true. But yeah, so we're having a bit of trouble. I'm kind of like in the midst of it. Like on my way here, I felt like I was going to cry for no no reason. Just felt like crying. So it's (laughs) it's a bit sad, but it is what it is. Sounds like like me after a big week. (laughs) 
This is me after not a big weekend. I'm just like, what is wrong with me? Life is good. But yeah, I'm kind of going through kind of the eye of the storm at the moment. I did go to my naturopath or my like Chinese medicine guru or whatever you want to call her. She does a lot of fertility treatments and she has given me, this is Nat from Pakoda Tree. She's given me this device. It's called the Daisy because a lot of people have been worried that I'm going to get pregnant. And I'm like, no, guys. Don't worry. I got did, this. Ask, <laughs> did ask Michael the other day how his pullout game was. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I've got this under control. She's given me this thing called the Daisy. And basically it's like this thermometer and it can, it tells you when you're fertile and when you're not fertile. It's wild. Like, I don't know how, I don't know what scientific formula it's coming up with, but. I mean, from a naturopath, I couldn't imagine much. Nah. <laughs> Not much actual scientific. Well, it is. It's it's like it's like a very long term. This has been going around for a long time. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I've been taking my temperature every morning. But anyway, lots of like stuff kind of to discuss with the marina. We've talked about this. I think we're going to do a full episode on all of this and then we're also going to get Nat onto the show and she's going to give us some like actual Hardcore facts. She's an alternative. It's like alternative medicine kind of thing. I'm interested to hear what she has to say then. Yeah. I always, like I said, health is wealth. I'm interested in hearing yeah, and, people's and she, difference. And when I told her that I'd been on like contraception since 17, she was like, that is crazy. Like you could have been taking the daisy this whole time and kind of just tracking your own cycle. So if we, I guess like tracking cycles is something I've never really heard about. And Same. I th- yeah. <laughs> didn't think you would have but it's interesting to find out about and it's interesting to learn about like I had a meeting with her and I was like wow I feel so much more educated on this whole topic you know and so I think it would be really great to get her in hopefully by then I'll be on the other side of the downs, I'll be less sad. You give and, us a full um, report on well, how yeah. you're feeling and all that. And I'd love to learn a little bit more about that. Obviously, it's it should be interesting. Yeah. So, we'll do that soon. <laughs> Stay tuned, guys. So, what is your recommendation for this week? Okay. So, obviously, I've been a bit down in the dumps. So, I have been taking some ashwagandha tablets. This mm. is like a plant-based kind of herbal remedy to stress it is supposed to relieve stress and anxiety where do you get this from you can get it from any health food store from like chemist warehouse basically anywhere so you Um, know i might need to look into it and get myself onto that as well yeah and i've just been feeling like it just takes the edge off a little bit like when i'm about to burst out (laughs) crying i just take one and i've i've been trying to take them more regularly just like at night because I, th- I feel like at night my stress peaks. I don't know about you. When when do you feel the most like anxious? Um, driving with my own thoughts. Really? Yeah. Do you like listen to music? Yeah, but... You don't, you don't want to just like belt one out in the car? No. Nah, yeah, well, I just, that brings me to... When, I'm, when I say belting one out, I mean singing. <laughs> <laughs> what could belting one out be? Oh. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But, but let's go to your recommendation. <laughs> okay, well, my recommendation is spring cleaning almost. So I know it's not spring here, it's oh, at the back. I need this so bad. Decluttering, how good is it? Like, it makes you feel so much less talking about stress. It makes you feel like you've got a massive weight off your shoulder. You're like, 
you know what I mean? More relaxed, got more space, more like, do you know what I mean? My whole apartment is a shit show at the moment. So this could also be why. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's less of a hormonal imbalance. Just and maybe just that I'm living in a shithole. Well, I have a lot of clothes. <laughs> we know that like I'm always wearing a different t-shirt. I have so many. <laughs> like I have so many clothes. He's not an outfit repeater. You're not an outfit repeater. <laughs> I'm not. But it gets to the point where I'm like, where do I store this? So yeah. I obviously still like I've got my wardrobe. At mine, Jen's, that's full. And then I still have one at my mum's that is full yeah. of clothes. And I've then, got the same. Yeah, you've got the same one. I've seen your wardrobe. It's nuts. And then I've got like one outside at mum's. Outside? Like, yeah, like in He's the garage. He's moved outside. No, in, the garage, <laughs> in the garage. There's like this wardrobe. And then I've got tubs of stuff that – so let me put it this way. I put stuff into the salvos and I fill up bags of that stuff that I think, you know, no one else can use it. It's still recycling it. Yeah. But um, the stuff that I've spent, you know, north of $150 on a shirt and worn <laughs> once <laughs> – you know, like my conscious can't let me just put that in the salvos. Really, like, I do. You do yeah. No, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this on Depop and see what I can get for it. <laughs> so my recommendation is to sort out your stuff and get a Depop shop going because I've did it once before. <laughs> It's a lot of work. You don't realize. Do you know what? I'm off deep off. I I know that this is your recommendation, but I'm going to have to come in with a rebuttal Whoa, here. Okay. First time we've had this. Let's hear what your argument is about deep off. And I so, might agree with it because it's stuff that shit me up the wall. And I reckon it's the same stuff. Go. Okay. So I started a deep off account, right? Mm. I put like three things up there. Didn't have notifications on. Forgot about it. Four days later... This girl had bought something. I didn't realize she had bought it and she gave me a one out of five star review and gave me a scathing (laughs) review post and I didn't even realize she'd bought this and I was like, I felt so guilty about this. I was like anxious about it. I was like, oh my God, like she'd already given me the bad review. That's silly. That's where she stuffed up. So maybe she didn't, maybe she gave it to me after, but either way, she gave me scathing messages being like, I've ordered this. You, you need to do And it was just mean. She was really mean. So I bought a, the exact same thing happened to me, but I was on her end and the guy was you. So I, and you gave him a scathing message. So I never said, I never give the scathing message. I think it's happened to me twice until you get the item or until you figure out because you don't want to send a scathing message then they've got I would ne- see that's where we differ I would never send someone if a you scathing spend message $60 on a t-shirt and they you never build sent a it bridge to, get over it and they're ignoring your messages no I took that I personally it wasn't okay and this is also I'm empathetic I'm empathetic to the fact that someone's not just going to be waiting on a deep up account 6 weeks they okay 6 weeks is a bit far fetched mine was 4 days mine was, was 6 weeks and I hadn't heard back <laughs> And I was in a Can't shit mood. I was in it when I realised. Like, I'm taking this out Yeah, of when I realised. Can't you yeah. just like, I don't know, ask for a refund from Depot? I did. I did the whole PayPal thing. And then once I got the money, I wrote the scaving message. It wasn't scaving. It was just like after multiple messages <laughs> trying to get my shirt, I still no reply. I would give less than one star if I could or something like that. But- what gets me about Depop is oh. when people want measurements, they want to know the whole history. So wait, why are you recommending Depop because to I've everyone? Because I've made some good sales from it and I've <laughs> and it's cleaned out and it's made me feel so fresh because like I said, I've got a pile of clothes and I'm like, I've worn this stuff, if not never or once. Yeah. Like I can't like well, look, with a good conscience, I need to, you know, maybe- break even at least or get something <laughs> on these. I have another recommendation then just that's hasn't been thought about until this moment until this conversation Mm -hmm. has arisen 
Maybe we stop buying quick items and actually buy items for our wardrobe that are going to last for more than one season. Scene. Don't leave me on scene. <laughs> no, no, of course. No, I actually... Because no. the thing is, is when you buy good quality clothes and you can buy like really good quality basics and they're going to be in your wardrobe for the next 10 years, like that's much better, better for the environment. I agree 100%. You feel better. And then you're not going to buy like 10 well, fast fashion white t-shirts when you just have one nice one. Well, for instance, this DX top I'm wearing now, wrestling top, is a vintage one. It's probably worth 60 to 80 bucks. But I can't wear, like, I could wear this again. But, like, it's pretty obvious. It's Shawn Michaels Triple you H. You can definitely wear that again, Michael. Uh, Michael, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time I've done it on a podcast. Yeah, I've I do this all the time, guys. <laughs> I always wild. mix Michael and Matt's names up. Mainly, I always say Matt to Michael. Yeah. If I'm annoyed, because, like, I'm always annoyed with you. So, I'm like, Matt. <laughs> well, you're annoyed at me right now and you called me Michael. So, there you go. There you go. Okay, well, look, let's jump into this week's voicemails. Hello, you've reached Anna and Matt. We can't get to the phone right now. But please leave us a message on our hotline after the beep. Hi guys, so I have a bit of a crazy story for you. So about four years ago, a group of us girls went on a trip to Sydney. And when we got home from this trip, my friend told me that she was diagnosed with terminal cancer and only had about two years life expectancy. Obviously that came as a big shock. So over the next couple of years, we became extremely close. We got matching tattoos. She had a feeding tube, a cancer pot in her chest. She shaved her head. She had a boyfriend where he would message us on his phone if she was in hospital. She was even in a coma. We went to her house when she was on palliative care to say our goodbyes. I even planned a funeral with her only to find out four years later that it was all fake and she never had cancer. So I hope you guys enjoy. Okay, guys. So last week we spoke to Tegan who told us about her friend who faked having cancer. It was such a crazy story, wasn't it, Matt? Whoa, that was fucked. Yeah. Yeah. So we are getting Tegan on the line right now. Let's give her a call. Okay. So welcome, Tegan, to our hotline. How are you, Tegan? Hi. Hi guys, how are you? Oh my God, what a crazy, crazy story. We were like, oh my God, we have to call her next week and find out more. Yes, it is honestly insane. <laughs> so can we start with like, how did you meet this friend? So we, there was a group of three. So I had two other friends and then we met through mutual interests in Sydney. And it was at an event okay. and we all just kind of came close after that event. Right. And so then you guys were in Sydney on a girl's trip and then came yeah. home and she told you the news. Yeah. So we had like a week, a weekend away and she was like really shy that trip and she's, all, she's a very shy person. Okay. Um, she was never like really close to us, like outgoing like the other girls. And we got home from a trip and we had just a group chat and she would, she said something along the lines of, so sorry I wasn't like there, like being with you girls the whole time. I actually just got diagnosed with terminal cancer and I've got two years life expectancy left. Oh, so that nice. came as a shock. So us girls were like, oh my God. Like, And I was about 17, 18 at the time. Wow. So it, it came as like a massive shock. That's so young to be dealing with something like that. So she was also 17, yeah. 18. No, she was 22. So she was older. older. She was older, yeah. Did you know her family? So, no, she was so private. Um, We knew of her family but never were close 
to her family as well. And because we live, we didn't live close to each other, we would only really communicate through like Skype or like FaceTime or something like that. But she would never show her face on there because she was always claimed she was like embarrassed. Um, but turns out she probably just didn't have her feeding tube in or something at the time. Oh. But um, yeah, it was very interesting situation. So she, so you, so you weren't with her like in real life. She was kind of like no, no, we were. We did like I'd stayed at her house and everything like that. But our main source of communication daily was through FaceTime. We would only see her or go to her house if we travelled down. So. All you and all your friends obviously gathered around her because she said that she's terminally ill and like made yes. like a support group for her. Yeah. So she actually, she would make GoFundMe pages for herself. <gasps> I knew, um, I said there would have to be money involved at some point. Yeah. yeah. So um, she would make her own GoFundMe pages because her hospital bills were too expensive. So it was one time she came out of a coma and um, she messaged us saying, like, can you guys come over to my house? I don't – I think this is the end. Um, I would love to be around you girls one last time. Oh, my so God. So we all flew down to her house in Victoria and we stayed there for two, three days. So she had shaved her head. She had feeding tubes. She had, like, cancer ports in her chest. She also had, um, like, an IV drip and she took it out and it had blood coming out of it. Weird. I don't know if it was fake blood or if it was real blood because she had it in a wrong spot, like where she wasn't meant to. She gave us these letters, like goodbye letters, and we had to film like a video saying our goodbyes to her as well. Oh, my God. Um, just crazy. I planned her funeral with her. Yeah, tell us more about I'm that. I'm so sorry you've had to experience this. Like this is like <laughs> no, that's okay. this is like a trauma. <laughs> yeah, at yes. such a young age as so well. Yeah. yeah. It was um, – yeah, planning a funeral, I went over by myself because I actually at the time was living in Victoria and I lived probably like 40 minutes away from her. So I went up by myself and went to her house and she was she wasn't well and she was going into hospital apparently a few days after and she got out this book and she's like, this is my will and my funeral. Can we like figure out the songs when you walk me down the aisle? I planned out where her funeral was going to be. Oh. I was like everything you could think of and emergency contacts and I was crying she was crying this is giving me chills yeah Yeah, so I I have a question so is she living by herself at this point when you're going over to her house she had a brother living there but he was never home when we came but he had like a bedroom like on this full bedroom of like all boy clothes and stuff like that so So you think that she maybe made up the brother I don't know I actually got a message from the brother a brother, she has like five brothers, and a, quite an abusive message from him saying that I'm a bully and I need to leave f- alone and it was all my fault and blah, blah, blah. Is this before and or after? That was recently. Yeah. Recently, oh, yeah, recently. after it all came out, yeah. I reckon that's her. That sounds like it's her. Yeah, so it yeah, was 100%. But she also had this boyfriend. We never met the boyfriend. Was he real? No, he's no. not real, apparently. We found out that he wasn't real, but she had another phone for him. Oh, um, we would talk to him. It, he just, we ended up, he, she told us that he was in like a, a music band, like a really low key one. Anyway, um, over the years, I, when she was in hospital, he texted me saying like, hey, Jess is in a coma, but I just want to let you know that it's all your fault. Um, you caused her too much stress and now she's got brain damage. And I was like, wait a minute, like, what have I done? And um, then over the years, we found out we got in contact with this person and he had absolutely no idea about any of it so it was all fake 
This is like the most twisted, manipulative <laughs> bullshit I've ever heard. Like this is this is like yeah. really like messed up. Yeah, this is cooked. Yeah, it, it it honestly is. Like I picked her up from. I we never went into the hospital because she claimed that she didn't want us to see her sick, which we respected. But also, as a 17, 18 year old, you don't ever like think your friend's faking cancer. So you, that doesn't really come into your mind that. The reason we didn't go to hospitals because she was never actually there. So, can we talk about the feeding tube? Like, how, where was it? Like, I, I'm just totally, I have no idea about anything yeah, related to that. It was through her nose and down to her stomach. Um, she was very clever with like medical terms. So, she we told her, told her she had a par- half paralyzed stomach. So, when we were together for two, three days at a time, she never ate, never ate food, never drank water, nothing. Like, we've never. It was very weird, but she would also take the feeding tube out herself and I watched her put it back in, like watched it go down her throat, stuff like that as well. She had the cancer port in her chest. A what? um, A cancer port. So like when you have cancer, it's how they give you like your chemo and I'm assuming I could be wrong, but it's most cancer patients have already like a permanent port in their chest for easier access um, with chemo and radiation. So she had one of them. Was that real? No, because she ended up admitting she faked the whole thing. So it mustn't have been. So she was just like sticking something onto her chest. Yeah, she (gasps) must have been with like all bandages. and. That scares (laughs) me for you that you were alone with this person. Yeah, it was scary. So her whole like attitude and demeanor was very like introverted, would you say? Like... Yeah, very introverted. But then also like highly manipulative in like a almost. Yeah, a lot of mental health. Like I'm all for mental health and like I deal with that in my everyday life and yeah. my other friends. And But she also was – it's psychotic what she did to us girls. Like she manipulated such a young group of girls and like we twisted us into her spell. Like she was doing that of her own good. How much money did she make from the yeah, the GoFundMe's? Um, she made the, a few, quite a few grand, but um, we got it all back from the GoFundMe pages, which was really good. But that's amazing. It was also like other things that we paid for, like we would drive her around. I'd pick her up from hospital car parts, like using my fuel and yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. We, we never got back, but that's okay. <laughs> oh my god! So how did you? find out that she was faking it like yeah how did that yeah. come so to life this is when it got to be interesting because she went into a coma and i rang the hospital and they were like there's no person called in this hospital this age no one has cancer and i was like well that's a bit weird so i contacted mm. her boyfriend and then he said that she's got a fake name for private reasons. And then I was like, that's a big red flag. What? And then I asked, like, why does she have a fake name? And she brought up that it was from past family violence with her dad and she has to keep it confidential so he could never access her hospital records or anything like that. So at the time I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. You can't really deny that. Yeah. And then it just kept getting like a bit more odd like she wouldn't then wouldn't tell us when she, what hospital she was at so um a friend's mother actually called the local police station and asked like can you please do a welfare check on her because she told us that she was in a coma and we the police did a welfare check and she was at home and she had no feeding tube she had she had hair yeah like she was at home though she wasn't sick at all and then we text her 
and said, like, what what is going on? And she wrote this big message saying she's glad she's been caught out. She can't believe that she's been going on for four years. Um, everything's a lie. I f- <gasps> She faked the whole entire thing. And I've never heard, like, that text was to a friend. I've actually never heard from her since. I never got a sorry. I never got anything like that. So it was very wow. interesting. She kind of just disappeared. Yeah, does it say, do you know where she is now? Have you heard anything about her? No. Nothing Absolutely at all. Absolutely no idea. No. Yeah. So, yeah, like my, I had a, a friend of a friend is kind of back friends with her again. Like, what? He's, I don't know. He said he forgo- um, forg- has forgiven her and we got to look past it, which I will never understand how no. someone no. could forgive what she did. But other than that, I have absolutely no idea anything about it. As I said, I reached out to her brother, just curious to know if they knew anything about what had actually happened over the last four years. Like they could have been oblivious and no one known it. Like they didn't know anything. And yeah, he pretty much like accused me of being a bully. Um, I need to go back into the hole I came from and really abusive. So I had like this suspicion that it was either her texting off her brother's phone or... Her brother's not real. Or he's not real or they were, the whole family were in on it trying to get profit. So, so I'm, I'm so sure. Con- when did you actually meet? Like how old were you when you met her? 17. 17. And then so, so... yeah. There's no like mutual friends who knew her before? Not from like my hometown. She was... But there was a group... Actually, sorry, there was one girl who reached out to me on... Instagram saying that she's really sorry that has cancer. She goes to uni with her. She's doing studying at school and she knows about her cancer and how six years she just wanted to be there for us girls. So she was obviously faking it at uni as well because she was getting, I got told recently that her marks and stuff were, I don't, I don't know what it's actually called, but she got like an advantage in uni because she had cancer. So she didn't have to study as much. What if? As well, so. This is like hurting my head because it's so twisted. It's just sick because there's people out there that are actually like got cancer, battling with cancer, have loved ones battling with cancer. And it's not something to be taken like to do this about. Like it's just fucking sick and like, I don't know. I'm fortunate enough that I've never had anyone with cancer in my life. But like to go through that for you to think that you were would be pretty traumatic yeah and yeah like at the time one of the friends her grandpa had cancer and then I had a family member who just passed away of terminal brain cancer myself and I remember when she was like diagnosed and talking she no that's okay she would tell me like how much like it resembles to her and how much she's gone through the same same thing and stuff like that which was now it's so sick looking back on she actually had no, no cancer and pretended that she did it's just disgusting oh my gosh i just can't believe that you've gone through this at such a young age i I just i could not even i can't i i can't comprehend it just even hearing the story so you seem pretty chill as well tegan if i was you i'd be pretty angry about it or have you already i trust me i'm it's been a year now since i found out so i'm kind of like got my head around it but at the start honestly i was so angry i was so upset and people I wanted to share my story because I have so many people message me saying like, what happened? Because I used to post about it. Like my friends would donate money to her on the pages. And so like everyone, all of a sudden I came clean and was like, this has happened. And everyone's been so curious to know. So I thought, what a better way to. (laughs) 
reach out to somebody and share my story. Yeah, and thank you for choosing our podcast. We're like grateful that yeah, you okay. um, <laughs> are sharing the story. Yeah. What was the tattoo that you guys got? As oh, like, yeah, didn't you get friendship yeah. tattoos? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So her favorite flower was sunflower. So we got a sunflower tattoo together. Mine actually is on my arm, okay. but I had an allergic reaction to mine, so my <laughs> mine That's actually does not look there. like a sunflower at all. So kind of lucky in that aspect. But that is the, the universe yeah, being that's like, the yeah. From there. yeah, the universe saying, oh, <laughs> yeah, not right. Much. Oh God, but, um, yeah. There was four of us girls who got it. Are you going to get it removed? Is it, it's time gonna... to transform I, that I sunflower. Want to. <laughs> you want to get it removed? I know. Maybe. I'm like trying to think of what I can get instead. Maybe it's a little reminder to just, you know. Yeah. Well, it's trust. a funny like <laughs> whenever I go out and someone's trust. like, yeah, do not trust. No, when I go out, people are like, that's a, what, what does your tattoo mean? And I'm like, oh, sit down. Here's a five-hour story. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Crazy. Oh my well, now God. just send them the link to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm going to be sending her the link to this podcast. So, <laughs> Are you going to? Yes. Wow. Wow. For sure. <laughs> she thought she got away with it. Yeah. We were going to court with her, like we were taking her to court, but it just ended up being too much effort. Yeah. Like we're going to charge her for like fraud for taking money off people. Yeah. But – it was just a lot more effort. Oh, there was like when she woke up from her coma, she got so angry at us girls for talking on a Skype call and she literally said, glad to see you're having fun while I was out here dying. What? <laughs> like things like it was so rude. Like we couldn't have a life because she was dying. It's like she's trying to control you guys and be like yeah. she's like almost like playing God because of – yeah. Her own supposed immort- wonder, like mortality. I wonder if yeah. she's um doing it to someone or a new group of girls. Now. Well, that's yeah. a scary thing. Is like someone who's yeah. willing to go to those levels of extreme. I feel like could yeah. like there's a great chance that they're gonna do that again. Especially because 100%. there's been not. I mean, what's the consequences? What's has there been consequences for her? Literally, no. Like no one. As I said, like I have not heard from her. Since the day she sent that message, like, I never got an apology, nothing, like, which is also concerning because that she's just got away with what she's done for four years and what she did was not okay. And the fact, like, she's probably done it before me and she's probably doing it right now and people have absolutely no idea. So, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, that's why I wanted to do the story because I wanted it to get out there just in case someone's listening and, like, hold on a Hang minute, on. that sounds, that sounds like-, like my friend. Maybe that guy who's <laughs> been so so kindly <laughs> forgiven her, maybe you should just, like, make sure that he's aware that this could happen to the people around her and maybe he should be, like, warning people. Yeah. I'm concerned. Like, I know. Well, I, I messaged him and I was like, we kind of got into a fight because I said, like, what are you doing? Like, how could you let someone manipulate you that bad? She's obviously manipulated you again to let you forgive her. And he's like, I'm a forgiving person. I said, so am I, but (laughs) how do you forgive someone for what they did? Like they've taken four years of your life, of trust, of everything from you. It's just not something you can go back into. Like if she messaged me now to say sorry, I would 
never forgive her in a heart. Like, never. I think it's quite unforgivable <laughs> just, what she's done. I think there has to be yeah. your own personal boundaries where yeah. if someone's taken your kindness for weakness, yeah. we're all forgiving people. Yeah. But when people take kindness as weakness, there has to be a point where you go, there's yeah. no way you're getting back into this circle. No, for sure. Yeah. And it's like I look back now, like I look at people a different way now. Like she's altered my way of trusting people like someone come up and said that they had cancer i would sit there and be like do you no how do i know you're not faking it like i don't that trust of people is gone which is really sad because it shouldn't be but at such a young age at 17 i'm now 22 but it's it's still young and it's scary what people are capable of (laughs) i think you've come across someone who's so twisted and it's so unfortunate mm. i would be very surprised if you come across someone that evil in your lifetime again did she um yeah did she look sick well she wasn't like your typical cancer how like very skinny and whatnot she claimed she was on steroids <laughs> which is why she wasn't skinny she was quite a bigger girl but um she was sick like my mum and stuff like we've had her over at my house and even my mum, like she was, like she looked sick. She wasn't well at all. Do you think she was like putting like pale makeup on or going to extremes like Probably, that, yeah. or like putting dark? Yeah, it would. Circles. It would not surprise me. Yeah, because you know, and bruising and yeah. bruising. See, yeah, like where needles, where she claimed needles were. I mean, and stuff she like could that. just put needles. And in. also, you've oh, seen fuck. her with needles yeah. in as well. So yeah, yeah. She, I guess she's kind of like. It's almost like self-harm in a way. Yeah, you're making it look yeah, like that. Yeah, 100%. It's pretty yeah. It's pretty gross to think about. It's scary. Like, it's sad how mentally um, unstable she is, but it's also not mental health. That's psychotic. Like, how you can do it. I get people do it to themselves, but to do it to other people is psychotic, not mental health. <laughs> but I hope she's getting help now, to be honest. Yeah. For everyone now in the public, uh, it's better if she's probably in rehab or something like that to, yeah. so it's not okay. Absolutely. Well, I feel like the universe has a crazy way of coming to. I know, thought karma would get this girl. Like, to, to reverse yeah. all wrongs. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a pretty wild experience that you and your friends have been through. So, yeah. again, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for being so open and honest and we're so sorry you've gone through this. No, thank you guys for having me. No, thank you, Katie. Thank you. Yeah. Share it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.